0: You are listening to the Hoops Fix podcast, the official voice of the UK's largest basketball website. Visit hoopsfix.com for exclusive news, videos and more. Welcome to the Hoops Fix podcast with me, your host Sam, Nita, full-time British basketball advocate. And we're continuing on with this bonus material from the Wild Deng and Pops Mensa Bonsu Instagram live sessions, hashtag Deng Pops Chat This is the penultimate episode, episode 9, the second to last one, uh, which is part 2 of the future of Africa. Obviously the first one was cut short a little bit because one of them had to jump on a call, so they came back on to continue discussing it. Uh, Not just basketball stuff, actually, just talking about Africa in general, uh, the schooling system, um, investments again, uh, and again uh, spoke a fair bit about the Basketball Africa League that is starting up, which a lot of people are very excited about in terms of the growth and development of the sport on the continent. As always, if you want to support the work that we're doing, check out our Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash hoopsfix, patreo com forward slash H-O-O-P-S-F-I-X. And there you can start to give as much or as little as you'd like every single month to help support the work that we're doing to hopefully grow British basketball. You can reach out to me on my email address, sam at com I reply to every single one or on every single social media platform at Hootsfix. Uh, drop me a tweet. Facebook message, Instagram DM, whatever. Say hello. Uh, Let me know what you think. Um, And I need to also point out, of course, it's an Instagram live session, so uh, it's meant to be with visuals, with video. Uh, There are lots of uh, references to things that you will not be able to see uh, because you're on audio only. Just bear that in mind as you're listening. Anyway, that's enough for me. Uh, Here is episode nine of Deng and Pops, The Future of Africa, part two.
1: Can you you hear me?
0: Yeah, we can hear you.
1: OK, I'm just making sure I, I have to get another microphone like Teddy Riley. Just
2: making sure <laughs> we're all
1: good. Man, where were you, bro? I've been here since 3 o'clock. Huh? I've been here since 3 o'clock.
2: See, what happened was... Uh... See,
1: see, you see how Mens gets on me when I'm when I'm 30 seconds late because I was doing something. <laughs> he wasn't even here. Started my own live talking to people, and then you made me lock it off to come talk to
2: you. You know, Thank today you. today I'm coming with uh, positive vibes, no um, no disagreements or anything. I'm com I come in peace today. Uh, you know, I realize that somebody gotta have peace in this uh in this life. So I, okay. I I've decided That's I'll okay. be I'll be the peacemaker. I'll be the one who's calm. That's uh, cool. You be Teddy, I'll be baby face. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <what>? Wait. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real calm man. No, you know?
1: I don't know what was funnier, the uh I, I don't know what was better, the anticipation of the whole event or the fact that he was blaming baby faces, iPhone, headphones for the whole problem. My man <laughs> had eight people, three microphones, I think he had uh he had a flat screen T V uh, uh, an and excessive amount of ignorance going on in there. And he tried to blame my man in the studio by himself.
2: Nah, the funny, funny. I, I guess I should have said the funniest part, but uh, my <laughs> man that was dancing in the background. Yo,
1: <laughs> my man was getting it. He was like... <laughs> I was like, yo, is he hearing the music differently than we are? Because he's really enjoying it right now.
2: No, but the sound, I guess the sound was good where they're at, <laughs> but you just you got to have somebody just watching out, man, just letting you know your phone got to be on at all time.
1: Yeah, man, this is, but the thing is, he had 400,000
2: people there. No, but I'm saying it's hard to follow, like, everyone could just comment anything. I'm saying he should have had someone, just their, their, their only job was just... To check on the microphone and the and the voice. That's it. Dog, so
1: if you did you see the video talk where they uh showed the whole scene? Man, he had a whole movie set up in there, dog. Yeah. For
2: live. Nah, oh, okay.
1: This is this is this is excessive. This, this is much. But what we got today, fam? What's the word?
2: Uh, obviously part two from uh, continuation about what we were talking about. Basically, mm-hmm. just Africa in general. Uh, the the importance let's let's talk about the importance of not African basketball but Africa in general investing in Africa the growth of Africa uh, yes. now that you know it's 2020 and through through our live we we spoke about just the changes in terms of hold on one second
1: hold on one second I'm sorry to interrupt I just saw something someone said are you sitting on a throne what are you sitting on a throne
2: no it's a chair.
1: Right, I'm just making sure.
2: I have one in my room though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should have shared the information.
1: <laughs> Man's got a whole throne, you know.
2: Nah, no, nah, but no, nah, don't try him. don't try to
1: No, nah, but
2: hey, look, no nah, let's let's focus, man. Yeah, no,
1: so, nah, this this again, this is obviously Af- the Africa one is obviously near and dear to our heart and uh, probably, uh, definitely, a, a big episode. So definitely want to make sure we, um, you know, touch on some major points and carry on from what we were doing last last week. So, uh, where exactly were we again? My memory's escaping me. I think
2: I pulled, I pulled up a question that talked about involvement of uh, women, uh, uh, girls, uh, not just in basketball, but just mm-hmm. the future of Africa. I think we spoke a little bit about it. Um, uh, I I remember just saying, you know, my my beliefs in terms of what we're doing with uh basketball to, to get more girls involved. Mm-hmm. Uh that was one. Um and then we spoke about I always believed that more boarding schools um would really help a lot and moving into high school from, you know, graduating at eighteen to twenty. I really believe that uh that will help a lot. Um but I,
1: I want to. I, mean, I mean, Lou, with that point though, so you say moving it to 18 to 20 would help out a lot. What about just providing more, more opportunities post high school so that they don't have to worry about they, some of those factors? Okay.
2: See, this is here's my thing with, with Africa. All right. So we always chase the system of the Western world, we try mm-hmm. to do it that way, and we're always behind. Why I say high school moves to 20 is because if you enter high school at 14, right, the only reason you're leaving high school at 18 is to go to college. Right. But in Africa, that would mean we would have to... Um, you're putting your daughter or your son into a boarding school for four years, and then you got to think again of moving them uh, to another school. Then you got to think again of moving them to a college, but then you got to have a college and high school within that area right which we mm-hmm. are in most areas we are years and years away so what i say is is you just build within that boarding school uh, a part of it where it's two years where it's almost you could call it grad school or grad high school where you add right, two, like six, six form in london or sixth form where you add two more years where you're still in high school you're still in the same room the same boarding school but you're being taught different classes and the reason for that is because i fear that in a lot of places in africa right now if your daughter goes for four years only in high school, she comes back for the summer and she's talking about going to college. Some parents, they're not okay with that because they've been waiting for too long. How long is this education? You know, what, what, what does she need to do at home and stuff like that? And for the boys, you know, the family's struggling, we need you to work. When you go to boarding school, it's almost like protecting the kids. You're protecting them, you know, from being forced into something that they can't refuse or they can't say no to. You know, and why you're doing that is they get used to and accustomed to the same system, the same teachers that you trust, the same, uh, the same, uh, the same, you know, uh, friends growing up that are motivating each other. I just feel like later on down the line, yeah, we can, you know, when we become this, you know, so developed that we can have colleges and high school, many of them in the same areas then, you know, but for now, you know, building a boarding school, you know, make it more useful than just four years, you know, make it last a bit longer. Uh, those, are, those are just my point of view in, in, that kind, in that aspect, you know, what I believe that should be done because now you're talking about, you know, majority of places in, especially in South Sudan right now, a lot of places you have high schools, but there's no colleges. Uh, you have primary school, but there's no high schools. You know, it's almost like you gotta have one school system for now in order for all the kids to be able to go there. You know but now what can you do after if you just label it four years of high school what happens afterward what happens you know so that that's where my input is coming in
1: right uh, i think uh i'm seeing some good questions um everybody who has questions please click the the little question mark right next to the comment box so that lou can get these questions that we can um put them up there to answer you know we definitely want to get through some of your questions today too because um, it's definitely some great questions pertaining to the continent. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely make a great point about providing, I mean, it, it sounds like you want to, not only is it an educational piece, but you're trying to uh, prevent the um, the happening of, of their lives and what's going on, like what's, what's going to be the inevitable. If they, you know, work on um, like, what's the um the young girl from South Sudan who, you know, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, in in South Sudanese culture or some cultures, your uncle gets to decide what the um, what the what the daughter gets to do and who she marries and what what happens in the village. And this young girl, she was like six, seven, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... No, we we had a situation where it became very popular. Where a young girl was married early, and because of her, um, basically her gifts in terms of her height and her physical appearances, um, she was you know uh, she was married for a lot of cows or a lot of dowry you would say. Mm-hmm. And what happened was you know her younger sister, a, a very young, she's also you know very tall and very gifted, and she was being the family was being asked you know, uh, for a hand in marriage by a lot of, you know, different tribes and different members that wanted to to, to have her. Um, the father reached out to our organization and he felt that she would be best protected if we took her in and we, you know, uh, brought her to the program and, you know, potentially she could get a scholarship. Uh, she then came to our program, you know, we protected her where she was playing and this is when she went to... Um, uh, the NBA Academy in Senegal mm-hmm. to have a tryout and they loved that. And a lot of schools want her. Now there's been a little bit of, you know, back and forth between the family and us and, you know, other people who are trying to take advantage of the situation. But what you're saying is right. You know, it's, there there is, and it still happens, and not just in South Sudan, uh, in a lot of places in Africa, and amongst a lot of tribes where girls are getting married at an early age with no say, uh, you know, preventing early marriages is key. It's, it's something that we have to talk about. And I always say this, and some people don't like it, especially the elders, but it's the mm-hmm. truth. As much as I love our culture, and I'm speaking about African culture in general, especially mm-hmm. you know, the cultures that I'm familiar with. I love our culture, but there's a lot of things that have to change. And a lot of times we try to ignore it or brush it on the side, but it's things that we have to talk about. First of all, the world has changed. You know, When you talk about Going back years and years and years, I could tell you that back, back with my grandfather when there was no jobs and there was no money. Men's worked in a field and they bought food back home and they went to hunt. You know, there's a large number of, you know, large ratio between male and female. And there was no jobs, there's no nothing, there's no education for females. A lot of families felt that, you know, they were sending their daughter for a better life and a better situation. Um, And they were pointing to situation they weren't happy with. Now there's opportunities and things have changed and cultures have to change with that. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense when, you know, culture and in Africa, we're okay with bringing electricity and uh, bringing electricity and fridge and all that to to the village where you can microwave your food and put your food in a fridge, but you don't want to change certain things within the culture. You want to change what fits you. But you know, years and years ago, you were saying electricity wasn't for us. You know, now we use it, so we can't pick and choose. There's things that we have to discuss. So, you know, definitely that's the topics that, you know, are very very hard for certain families to bring up. And, to, you know, we we we're having we're having a hard time with in our community with the South Sudanese diaspora because there's a miss, uh, um, what's the word I should say? There's a lack of. Mis- uh, misconception. Uh, yeah, and there's a lack of understanding between mm-hmm. parents that came, you know, later on in their life and kids that were born or came at a young age to this side of the of the world. This is, and how do you find the balance in there, you know? I, I, th- I
1: think um, that's where not only you and I, when I say we, I mean we as a generation. We as a generation come in and it's on us to change that cycle. Like obviously, our parents and you know the, the people who came before us have had a certain way about doing things, had a certain tradition that they followed. But now, on us now now when it comes to us, we have to change those cycles. Same way we're trying to change how you invest in Africa, how you protect Africa. You have to change the traditions and everything that goes on. Otherwise, we're going to be keep being behind. If you're going to just keep Cherry picking the, the things you want to pick in regards to, like you said, electricity, how um, you know, whatever other stuff that can benefit you, but then you don't change the things that are um, that are keeping us um, behind the eight ball in society, then then what's the what's uh, like what's the what's the point like what's going on? But that's where it falls on. That's where it falls on us to not only open, uh, broaden. The, the elder's horizons—they probably, they may be stuck in their ways, but we have to. We have to be the future of Africa. We're the future of Africa. We have the ability to change all of that, and that's where it comes in. We, we have to. We have to take on ownership in that regard.
2: You know, I, def- I definitely agree. You know, it goes back to what we spoke about so many times, and it's, you know, it it is so hard to change the mindset of individuals. Um, it, it's, it's very tough to change the mindset of, you know, yeah. the older generation. And I always say, you know, it's Africa. Africa has been put in a situation where there's so many things to untangle that it takes so much effort in order to do it that it would not, it would never be done unless we come together. And there's certain things that we look at uh, that cannot be done, but they can be, you know, for example, we, we have 54 countries. Mm -hmm. right if if you think if you just think of Africa if you think of just our people if we were if we were never colonized right there is no way and, and I always tell people there's no way it would be 54 countries we're only 54 countries out of interest it wasn't 54 countries because of what's best for Africa or what was best for the people of Africa you can't you can't have other continents where you have people look alike basically you know we we all look alike we have the same culture we have the same tradition right Mm -hmm. you come in and you separate and we all have different language and we're having a harder time to communicate you know what I mean like it's just there's so many things that and I'm not talking about okay it should be all one country it is one continent you know but there should be a freedom of roaming around if we are to be You know, there should be a freedom of trade between African countries. You know, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we can fix within ourselves. But now we're going to a point that slowly is changing, but we're going into East Africa, West Africa, Central Africa. We keep dividing it up instead of just thinking, okay, now with all this technology we have, if you have a good relationship between South Sudan and Ghana, if you have things that, you know, Ghana can do in South Sudan and South Sudan can do in Ghana, Right. Even if if the location wise, if let's say it's best to farm in South Sudan because there's a lot of land and the the land is fertile, you know, but it benefits Ghana and it be going to that. Why not do it? Mm -hmm. You know, we're so held up in all these rules that's holding us back. But, you know, we're a continent where there's certain resources in certain parts that will benefit other parts. But but working together, Ghana might have a lot of things that we don't have that right. we need, not only is Ghana going to benefit, but we're going to benefit too. So why not build that just because it's East and West? It, it does not make sense to me. So there's so many things within that regards that, you know, until we come together and figure that out, we will never, you know, we'll, we'll have a long time of struggle. And this uh, is just the the, uh, the generation to do it. And it's funny you say that, man, as
1: far as like, the, the differences or the lack of differences, or the, I'm just saying, sorry, the similarities. Remember, you know, we speak about a time where we used to, we got together and we snuck into the 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 Brixton Wreck to go play, but because we had to play later that evening, I I couldn't go all the way back to North London, so I had to come to your house. And for some reason, I'm like, oh, bruv, I've never eaten any other, like, African cuisine other than Ghanaian and so I'm like, man, what's gonna happen when I go there? I don't know what's I'm gonna be staying there all day. And I remember falling asleep in the living room. And then a couple hours later you come back and you text that, Hey, we gotta go soon. And you know, my mom made food. And I was like, uh, okay. And you know, you don't you do not say no to anybody anybody's <laughs> food in the African household. And she literally comes out the kitchen with something with what what looked like the exact same type of dish my mother would have made. Yeah. They had rice, they had the stew. There was man, it was had vegetables in it, and I was like, "Yo, we're no different." He's from a whole other side of the continent, and I'm from Ghana, and like we eat, we're eating the same thing. So, like you said, there shouldn't have been borders. There shouldn't have been a separation between us, and that free trade part is definitely something that has to implement. But again, yeah. the onus comes on the people. Now, I think it takes prominent. People on the continent, and prominent the people who have influence, to use that influence to to shift the narrative. We can shift the narrative in regards to you know how we look at ourselves on the continent, because we we have to we have to take the onus upon ourselves. We can't look to China or all these other countries that are coming into the continent and buying everything up. Like we really have to, like we really have to look at that because sometimes it breaks my heart to see. We really want to continue to invest in Africa and build, build ourselves up. And when I come come home, and I see, oh, this is owned by Chinese, this is owned by whoever, this is owned by, I'm like, okay, cool, helping the government, but it's not helping us grow. It's not helping us grow as a continent. And and we have all the resources. You know, Ghana, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire produce almost 75, 80 percent of the world's cocoa. They, they take in. 4 or 5% of the profit. Because they can't, they don't have the resources to manufacture it, so they just outsource everything else. And then whoever's outsourcing it from whatever country, they're benefiting. How can you provide that much of the world's um, cocoa and you're unable to, to benefit from it? Now, that has to change. We have to start, um, you know, providing those resources home homegrown so that we can change Because that. that's, that's not right. Look, look how rich the continent is. Look how rich the continent is in any, everything, I say culture, resources, people. We have some of the most talented people on, in the world. We have some of the best um, resource, natural resources in the world. And we also have one of some of the richest, um, culture. but it's it not a reflection. We don't we're unable to reflect that in, in our lifestyle and everything that goes on in the continent. So again, it's a collective approach and a collective shift. We have to come together to change that so that we cannot. in a few years' time, this conversation is like, look how far we've come instead of talking about mm-hmm. we're still behind. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Africa has the, um, the youngest population in the world. Mm-hmm. The, young, the, young, the average age um, of, uh, of Africans is, is some of the youngest in the world. And that means we have, we have the ability to be innovative and creative have the right to people of the right age, to other, which is why, like, like we started Seed in college. Seed is not just for people trying to make it to the NBA. Seed is using the game to, to benefit them in other ways. Like, if there's people who, yes, I can play basketball, but I may not go to the NBA, but I know it's going to be able to provide me with a scholarship to go to school. If I'm able to um, thank you, eighteen years on average, if I'm able to, to go to school using the game of basketball, then I can I can I can pivot that mindset, that outlier mindset, and go towards marketing, go towards technology, go towards finance, uh, or whatever. So that's the that's the opportunities that basketball can provide, which is what we're trying to do with C. So we have to continue to build on that and I love the fact that we're having this conversation. Because now we really have to continue to to work together and i think it takes like what we're doing now we're just having a conversation but we're doing it together you know yeah no
2: no no definitely i think we also have to talk about the fact that let's not ignore that our leaders hands are tied and what what i mean what i mean by that is you know it's no longer a secret of what you know is going on in the western world and how you know, African leaders have been used or hands have been tied in order to not move freely. But with saying that at the same time, I think African leaders, the majority of them got to do a better job in terms of engaging the youth and the diaspora and doing things that let the youth and the diaspora understand that they are for them, they are for the people. You know, it, it takes, you know, in order to become a, 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 a president for the people, you know, to, to have, for your people to have your back, They got to understand 100% that you have their back. You know, there's no, they should talk about it. You know, African leaders should come together as one voice and talk about what's going on. Let the diaspora understand and stand behind them for what the rest of the world is is doing. You know, it, it it might be scary and it might be hard to do, but if you are really for the people, it will move needles. You know, the diaspora is no longer you know, communicating just with their family at home, you know, with this world today, I'm able to communicate with you right now in DC Mm -hmm. and people are listening to us, you know, from all over the world. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's time that we stop just talking about it, but there has to be leaders that are willing to bring us together. You know, we're never going to move forward. And this is not just, you know, I, I say this because I'm referring to Africa, but I'm saying this with just black people in general. You know, there are so many things that we influence and we come together when it's time to, you know, have fun and entertain. But people don't understand how powerful we are for this world and how many things that move the way where we move, you know? So for me, let's let's start those conversations. Let's speak about it. It doesn't necessarily have to always be a serious conversation, but information can be passed in so many different ways, you know, and that's my thing with that. So with that being said, I think that, you know, there's a lot of questions. I don't know. Do you want me to jump into some of these questions now or just go into next topic? Because, you know, there's so many things to cover when it comes to speaking about Africa that it doesn't necessarily have to be just sports, you know? Hey,
1: This is I, this probably... I deserve this. I deserve what's, what I'm about to say. Um, Benny said, do you have a phone next to you? Another phone. I'm not trying to be funny. She's saying there's, there's feedback. But I think it's I think it's on mine. Hold up. Let me get my headphones. This, hey, this is what I'm saying. Hey, listen, Carrie. This is what Kerry. I get for laughing at Teddy Riley. But I'm That's saying
2: me. there's a noise or what?
1: No, nah, people are like uh Benny said that there's some sort of feedback or something going on. It's probably me. Um and I don't know why, but um this is what I get from for laughing at Teddy Riley. One second.
2: All right. Let me look at uh some of these questions anyway, while Pops is Oh, that was quick. Yeah. It. Uh let me get a good question. Yo, some of some of these questions I could barely maybe I need glasses. Uh oh.
1: Uh oh.
2: It's still going on. Look how close he <laughs> is.
0: Look how close he is to the screen.
2: <laughs> All right, hold on. This is this is a good question. Can you see that one?
1: What are your thoughts on having these schools across Africa to enable them to have a league? Like, from early on, I can't see the rest of it though, whether
2: hold on, I gotta read the whole of it. Um, what are your thoughts on having these schools across Africa to enable them to have a league like from earlier on, where they're in basketball? yeah, i think I mean, I think she's saying that having these schools, similar schools from across Africa um not just basketball but but i love this question because pops it kind of connects to what we're trying to do
0: so talk a little
2: bit uh and we'll, we'll answer this question it's a great question talk a little bit about your seed uh academy in ghana because it's more than just basketball so you know tell us a little bit about it because we me and you talked a lot about this
1: yeah it's um it's 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 like I said. It's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than just an academy. We like I said, we started the camps that we're gonna do yearly, but we also want to do this academy so that because I'm I'm not there full time, I want to make sure that these players are still developing and still have an opportunity to hone on their skills and learn at the same time. But that's us trying to put a foundation in place so that. One day we not only have consistent camp- yearly camps we have an academy that's gonna be um that's gonna be providing uh, uh- talent for the younger generation but also we wanna put a system in place an ecosystem in place so that there's a structure and infrastructure in regards to you know building this talent and developing as years go on uh And so we want to build an arena. We want to build facilities. There's not, there's not one indoor basketball facility, um, in all of Ghana, which is crazy to me now one indoor, um, basketball facility. And, you know, again, like I said, I take, I take on the responsibility to try and change that because that's, that's when you go to, we do a camp and the camp was supposed to be for 80 kids and 400 show up. And it's just one part of Ghana. Remember we went to, Four different parts of Ghana when you and I went. we only did our crowd and it's supposed to be for eighty kids eighty to one hundred kids, four hundred showed up and that was with three or four days of, of me posting it on my Instagram. Imagine if we invested in um, in, in marketing and time and 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 the resources to, to really put it out there and went all across the country so that shows that not only there is there interest there's um, you know there's no there's no resources. we really have to continue to buy it. We had two courts in the camp that I did, but there was a hole in the middle of one of the baskets. And, and and I was like, this is all we had though so moving forward, we wanted to make sure that we we not only build the courts we have to build an indoor facility. Our indoor facility is a must yeah and then and moving forward, we have to build the um an arena so you and it doesn't end up to to make sure that everybody understands it, it's not just for basketball. the arena you can it's multi purpose, and not only will it bring um, concerts, um, basketball events, any other type of events, but think about everything that's going to be built around it. There's going to be real estate, there's going to be um, this there's tech there's there's so much other stuff that you can you can have around it in regards to providing jobs for others that that's what basketball is able to do. And that's what we're trying to build because, you know, I, I want to change that. Yeah, there's talent, but it's just going to be talent. It's just going to be talent if we're not able to do anything with it. So we have to provide something so that we can allow them to, uh,
2: to cultivate that talent. Yeah. No, that's dope, man. I know someone asked a little bit. So we did something very similar to that. Um, in uh, in 20, I think in 2013, 2014, we opened up uh, Manute Bowl Court, which is dedicated to Manute. Late mm-hmm. And we started off just doing basketball clinics. Um, my brother moved back to South Sudan to to hold those clinics. He's passionate about teaching the young kids, not just basketball, but also discipline and everything. Moved from the UK, moved everything, went to South Sudan. He started coaching there. We realized there were so many kids that were coming not only to play basketball, but to get away just from the everyday grind. Um, mm-hmm. So we started you know, doing different age groups. This is boys and girls. Uh, we went on from becoming just a basketball academy into providing food uh, and some of these kids providing shelters. And from there we went on into uh, actually paying for school tuition. Um, then when some of our kids graduated and didn't leave the country, we teamed up with the University of Juba where we built a basketball court and mm-hmm. we paid tuition for those kids to go to the University of Juba, but remain as coaches to teach the kids uh, now we've had this ongoing for about six years we've had a number of kids who got scholarship and came to the u.s to play basketball in- including cho marial who's now playing uh in maryland uh, and is uh projected to be top you know draft pick uh and this is a kid that at 14 years old was just walking in the streets of juba and luckily you know we found him and started playing so there's stories within that. But to tell you the craziest uh, stat, and I, I, I told you this before, we started a dang top 50 uh, USA mm. camp, just like in the UK. We started doing one here in the UK, uh, 50 best kids from all over the world, South Sudanese kids. In the last three years, we've had 112 kids uh, from the top 50, 112 kids from all the campers. Are, uh, are all going to college. 112 kids are all going to college, right? And about 67% or 72%, I think, something ar- around that range, are all Division One basketball scholarship players. Uh, this Great. is the craziest stats and just shows you the talent and that it can be done. You know, it, it really can be done if you put a focus into it and give an opportunity. And I always say, give an opportunity and it would just change somebody's life. And you don't know. When you give an opportunity, the greatest thing about it is you just don't know if you're given an opportunity to a basketball player, a doctor, an engineer, or what. You're just given an opportunity, and that's the beauty of it, you know, and that's the potential. And now with, you know, with the question that you asked earlier, with people saying that the average age in Africa is 18. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the future if you just put in, you know, and I'm not talking about just in one thing. You know, we just have so many kids that are just waiting for opportunities, and it's time that, you know, we put things together and it's, it's stop doing it individually. The the toughest thing to do is try to tackle this individually. It's just, it's never gonna end. Uh, it's it's not gonna be easy to solve, but you can make a difference. The more you help, the more they're gonna come back to help you with the with the you know mission that you're putting on. You know, so mm-hmm. that's you know, with that question being said, so you know what pops is doing and what I'm doing and what I'm going to do is doing. We talked about finding ways in the future to connect those kids, you know, whether it's a basketball tournament or, you know, eventually, hopefully one day we're teaching them the same things in school and they could share field trips. I mean, there's there's endless ideas, but that question is definitely something that I would love to do for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. What you got other questions there? Uh and yeah. Andrea said you kept the question the question there on purpose so that you couldn't see my face. Oh, it covers your face? That's what that's what she said. She said the question is there and then it covers half my screen, and you're supposed to remove it after we start answering it, but you just left it there. And it's just indicative of who you are as a man from South London.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright here's a question for you, and I know you're gonna before I jump into this question, I know you're gonna say Ghana, but uh, whoever whoever told you that I was putting... Oh, shoot. Yeah, whoever told you that I was putting this thing to cover your face, ask them if I could move it a little bit higher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, yeah. I'm going to take the question of I'll keep it here for a little bit, but, okay, the question is, uh, I mean, I know your answer already, but it shouldn't be your answer, so tell us no. your joking answer and your real answer. <laughs> So, basically, what countries would you encourage uh, Americans to move to in Africa? That's a very good question. But I want to take this question also and mix it with something that you and I talked about. So, I want to mix this question with not only what countries can you move to, I want to mix it with what countries can you uh, or how can you invest in Africa? You know, what are the Mm. ways for you to get involved in Africa? So... I'm making it a two-part question, but it is a great question. What countries would you encourage people to move to? But how can people get involved or invest uh, in Africa, people that are not in Africa?
1: Uh, that's a great question. And obviously, um, people are going to think I'm biased. What's up, George and Bose?
2: But You are biased. No, Be no,
1: no, 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 no. no, no. it's like no time if I'm for being biased. There's if no I'm time being, if being honest,
2: though,
1: Af- Ghana has been deemed one of the most peaceful countries in the whole of the continent
2: but i think they should i mean american they should go to a country that speaks english ghana (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding bro i'm I'm kidding i don't understand uh, anyone in ghana but okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah someone made a good point like okay aside from ghana because you know ghana is a very embracing country anybody who came to the year of return or is going to go to Ghana during that that period they'll show everybody I ran into and you were there a few days after I was um, they just felt like they were home because they were embraced the people were, were nice they they're very um, very giving and they made it they made it so that this is where you belong but again, so I don't sound biased, you know I would say another country <laughs> is Senegal. Senegal is another country that I've been to, which is, which is beautiful. The food is amazing. The people are so nice. They're so welcoming. Um, I could, I could see myself easily living there if I wasn't Ghanaian. It, Senegal, Dakar um, is one of the best places I've ever been on the planet. It's beautiful. Uh, like I said, the food is great. The people are great. So if it wasn't Ghana, I would say Senegal is a great place for, to go. But in regards to investing I feel like like any investment, you have to do your due diligence, so I would say if you are if you do want to invest in the continent, you should definitely visit first, definitely visit first and see what it is you're interested in and if you're interested in something, you have to do your research and do your due diligence so that you can understand where you're putting your money or where you're putting your resources or your time and once you're able to un- once you're able to understand that, then you have to find people you can trust to help you. Um, move forward with that investment. Mm. Not
2: nah, true, true. I think, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, You, you know, not just saying that because you're sitting here, but you know, I, I love Ghana. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, not only did you give me a nickname or whatever, but you've always, you know, said <laughs> I was Ghanaian, but I um, think <laughs> You know, for me, I I would say there is 54 countries and everyone has different interests. Um, Mm -hmm. And some people can look into saying that I want to move into Africa, but I want to move into somewhere that's very developed and very close to where I live. Some people might say I want to move to Africa, but I want to go be in a village and experience it and know what it's like or... I want to go somewhere where coach is still authentic and is, you know, not being tampered with or whatever. So there's different places that you can go to. So it really depends on your interest. But I always tell people, I think that, you know, it's good to go somewhere where you have friends that are from there and that you trust mm-hmm. to go with. If you don't have that, then I think the second thing you, go, you do is go to the safest places. Um, and I'm yeah. saying that, you know, I mean that. A hundred percent. You go to the safest places that you know that you're gonna be going around, and whatever you're looking for, you're gonna get. Um, with that being said, I think that you know you could look at countries with, and I'm not trying to put any leaders down. I'm just saying it straight up. You could look at countries with great leaders that are doing great things for the people. You know, mm-hmm. then this is another topic that we could sit here and point out which country has good leaders and which countries doesn't. Right. But you know, it's, that's very easy to find what countries are moving forward, what countries are actually providing opportunities for people to come in from, a, you know, from the diaspora to come back home and make a difference. So that would be my, you know, and like Pop said, I think that sometimes visiting would change your mind. You might want to move to Ghana or you might want to move to Rwanda. You might visit mm-hmm. both and you might not like both and you might end up somewhere else. So, you know, don't you know, just decide that you're going to get up and move. I think go and experience it first.
1: Right, definitely. Yeah,
2: and then when it comes to investing, I think it really depends on how you're trying to start and what you're into. Uh, I have friends that, uh, a friend of mine actually, who's Nigerian, who's moved to Uganda and opened up a few restaurants in Uganda and is doing, you know, successful, but he just felt that, the market in Uganda was going to make sense for him. He felt like, mm-hmm. you know, bringing food over there, uh, a restaurant over there was certain, you know, that type of food would be successful there. But obviously he did his homework and he's Nigerian. It's not like he just went to Nigeria. He understood what's going to be the best thing for him in terms of business. Someone might be into real estate, you might be into agriculture, you might be into anything. So I think, you know, the number one thing is definitely information and, Like Pop said, doing your your homework and getting the right people. For me and Pops, honestly, and other people, it's different because we've been very fortunate and very lucky to be connected with people that are doing it and have done it. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, I try to, the people that ask me or the people that I know, I try to give them my opinion on what I know. And I always tell people what I'm doing also in Africa. So that would be my part. But it's very hard for me to just say, get up and go here. Um, everybody's different you know you, you just gotta see what fits you best but it's so many it's so many places in africa you can live
1: yeah and you know i think at a basic level like like i said during my response goes that stupid cup um and um
2: like i said in my response, i told you i told you bro not today you're not gonna oh, give me
1: oh he, he, he's mlk today he's going with positive vibes though no, okay. I,
2: feel, I feel grown. I feel a lot older. I'm uh, maturing correctly. Uh, I, those little fights, those little back and forth things, I'm done, fam. No more. The only thing I do think... You're I, only
1: done because your team is... I'm not going to say their word. But that's anyway. all right.
2: No, no, it's, it's all right, Pops. No, no argument. The only thing I do think is that is Tottenham is. That's the only See? thing that's... See? No, no, I didn't say it, but it's... positivity out the window. Nah, man, it's different now, man. It's different, you know, man's getting What happened to
1: you over the weekend that all of a sudden you're supposed to be this, like, changed man?
2: I was running and I pulled my calf muscle. <laughs> 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 and I realized I was 35 because I was just jogging, man. I was <laughs> just Bro, jogging. it happened
1: to me the other day, man, it happened on the same play. I was, you know, I told you I still try to play. And I think I played, like, four, four days, four days and four and seven days. Uh, I played four times in seven days, and this—the fifth time I tried to play, I got the ball, and dude went to swipe for the ball, and as as I went to reach for it to get it back, I pulled my hamstring and tear a ligament in my in my thumb, all in the exact same place. And everybody in my staff was like, "Sit your old ass down, man. What are you doing?" Yeah, and I was like, might, you know, you I to, "No, I refuse." No, I refuse. Bro, at least,
2: at least you were hooping. I
1: rebuke it, huh?
2: You were hooping, bro. I ran from the front yard to the gate. Bruh. How fast were you running? Huh? How fast were you running? I told you, bro. I told you I'm coming out of quarantine, correct? So I was like, yo, man's 30. Listen, man's 35, burning calories a little slower now. <laughs> I
1: was like, oh, <laughs> he put his cap. I was up. like,
2: Yo, as soon as it happened, I said, I got to change my attitude towards pops. No more arguing. man. Hold up, hold up,
1: my man. So you just gonna you just gonna go over your boy DJ. My man hmm? asked you to play for for his big three team, and he he ain't never asked me not once.
2: No, no, no I'm not doing that. Why? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> listen, I don't. Listen, no, I don't. I don't want to, man. I'm done. I'm done. I, I told myself when I was done, I was done. I'm you done. done.
1: I'm done. DC. DC. you know what's,
2: you know, yo, you, you know what's so crazy? Bengay. Honestly, this is this is what's crazy. Uh, switch back You know, since the day I retired, uh, the only time I picked up a basketball is when I was with the national team, uh, with the federation. That's it. I ha- I have not taken a jump shot. Like I haven't, like I haven't, like gone in and like played and worked out, but I did join a, a football league here. In Miami. <laughs> imagine, imagine,
1: uh, imagine you 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 join a men's uh, you have a men's soccer league, and this dude shows up, Michael Deng shows up. What you looking
2: at? Oh, no, no, I was reading something. Go ahead. What if what Michael? You Dan, imagine... what? <laughs>
1: You got a, a, a men's league and it's a soccer team, and you're trying to put a team together, and you show up on the other team. Like, imagine that one, though.
2: And yeah, you, bro. When no, did you play? It's, it's, I'm telling you, there's a league here in the park. Uh, before the lockdown, it used to be Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you went and you were going. Yeah, but I passed. You know, they play pickup on the basketball court. I passed the basketball court and I go join the. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's too much man it's it's i don't know football hey. is a lot better for your body I, i'll admit that
1: yes yeah, it's, it's different type in terms of, of impact. impact yeah different type of shape somebody asked a question i don't know if you want to touch on it but they were like um what did you think of last dance yesterday oh that's a good question yeah. um uh,
2: Really, really good question. You know, uh, for me, it's weird, man. It's... it's. Uh, I was watching, it was really weird. You're talking about... This is an organization that I was with for 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not bragging or anything, but when I see Jordan... But it started, sounds like and it was, then... but whatever. No, no, I'm not. I'm really not. No, no, it
1: sounds like you are. I'm just saying what it sounds like.
2: No, no, if I was bragging, I wouldn't say I was bragging. I would just... <laughs> 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 now, but ahead. honestly, it... it it's it's almost like I'm watching it and I'm like, man, I remember as a kid, um, the only team that I knew about was the Chicago Bulls, you know, like that's the good. only, because it's as big as they were, it's the Chicago Bulls. And then it's like I played for them 10 years and I'm top five in a number of categories. Right. So I'm Humble like, break. but then the stories, no, no, seriously, because no, I was talking to myself, so. the stories I'm I'm watching the stories and I'm like, yo, it's, I remember all these stories, and then I remember in the, in the videos, most of the people there are still there. So right. I remember them telling the stories, you know. So it, it's it's really it's kind of weird because I look at it as those ten years are going fast, man. I don't even sometimes I don't know. Like I ask myself, really, did that happen? You know, it's it's, it's really weird. But mm-hmm. I I think that that team alone really. Uh, change basketball I think that for sure you know it's so many a a lot of people might not see the impact of it but you know that that alone just the way they dominated but also Michael Jordan just you know being so dominant and changing the game and just when they talk about the Chicago Bulls before he came and how they couldn't get on uh, uh, in the United Center because they were being kicked out by indoor soccer (laughs)
1: <laughs> in, 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 in
2: America bro like it's crazy you know what but, I mean but that's, that's funny
1: you say that like I think you know and, and, I, and I hate it when people do this and obviously we're all we're all guilty of it when it comes to the comparisons and everything and I think it's unfair to the both of them when it comes to trying to compare LeBron and Jordan and whoever for me You have to understand, when Michael was coming about, there was no internet. There was no social media. There was none of the above. My grandmother was in a village in Kumasi, Ghana, and knew exactly who Michael Jordan was. Who told her about Michael Jordan? Where was she watching these games? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That just shows you the magnitude of his reach and who he was. And I think, you know, obviously for us and people who are in and around the game, they may know a lot about MJ. But this is gonna really open people's eyes to his ability and his his ability to to win and will his team and teammates to to get on the, get on board with him because man, they was like, man, I can't believe he was yelling at his teammates like that. I was like, really? <laughs>
2: Why not? That just sounds
1: like regular practice
2: to me. And and he's he's special, man. He's special. Yeah, man. but you yeah, know, so okay, we're saying that there's a thin line though. Would you rather? Would you rather have a teammate that uh it is like that and you win, or you have a teammate that's a very, very good friend of yours? I'm gonna for tell you that, like for this. later for later on. Like let's say let's say you have a teammate, you know, he's good, he, he could play, but it's a good guy. Like I get along. Right? you know, but
1: but are you gonna win?
2: No, but I'm saying it's a good it's like a good friend of yours. Um, if we were um If
1: you and I were friends And we lost every game I'd be like I would just be looking at you Like yeah we cool and all But we ain't never do anything Together on the court I think if you ask All of Michael Jordan's teammates Their first um, Claim to fame When they talk to people Is oh I was was a part of the Bulls In the 90s I don't think they're gonna be embarrassed I don't think they're gonna feel No but I'm
2: saying I'm saying it's different You say this later on bro Like I'm being dead honest You say When you win right When you're going Mm -hmm. through it Later on, you'd be like, yo, man, I'm I'm thankful. That was a great, you know, I'm glad he was like this. I'm, But at that time when you're going through it, bro, and you know how athletes are. You know, you you think you could do it yourself. You're like, man, you know, when that guy gets hurt, there's that guy in the team that just can play. But it's annoying. When he gets hurt, you go extra. You, you go in extra rebounds. You go in, you know, you go harder because you just, as an athlete, you're competitive.
1: But what would – um what, what, the reason why I would allow it and why I would embrace it is because he worked hard, as hard, he went as hard as anybody else, and his his play also exhibited it too. He exhibited it in his play. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he's getting on us and doing this and the third, but not only is he the, um, the hardest working player on the team, he's the most talented player on the team too. So if the most talented player is putting this type of effort in, then what do the rest of us have to do? That's just how I see it. Maybe it's my competitive spirit or how I go about things. Um, But I would have been like, you know what I would have given to have been drafted by MJ or played with MJ or whatever? I would have been like, okay, let's do it. There's a reason why he's heralded as the greatest player of all time. So I know some people may not be able to take it. I know you'd be able to take it. You would respond because he probably wouldn't even get on you like that because of the way you played. You know what I'm saying? So you would have received it differently.
2: No, no, I would have. I mean, I would have loved to. There's a reason, yes. you know, I, I think even when you think back, uh, my prime, there's a, there's a time where Kobe was really pushing for me to, you know, to be yes. on his side and his team. That's and crazy. that was just, I was I was spending all day in the gym. And I remember speaking to Kobe about it. And he was similar way. So, you know, I would have definitely loved to. But mm-hmm. I'm also, honestly, man. You just—you gotta treat people right too. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you I just, I, and I'm right. not. I just, I, I'm just big on, you know. I think winning is important. You know, you're being put in that position. You know, the fans want you to win, and but there's a part also of me that is good to. There's relationships, brother. You can't. You get more out of uh, than just that. You know, appearance of winning. That's and big, What yeah. I mean by that yeah. is you can have. A teammate that wasn't that good, or whatever, but it was a good person, and you kind of, you know, this this difference. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I think we got four minutes or five minutes. I think we we jump back on and go back into, you know, speaking about Bao and mm-hmm. a little bit more about business and uh, business opportunities in Africa. For uh, sure. what, bow, what bow is going to open up besides just basketball and, you know, the job that is doing. And I think from there, we just take on questions. Um, For sure.
1: Sounds like a plan. Okay, so. How many
2: minutes do we have? Uh, I think today, because the AC is on and I forgot to put my socks on. It's a bit cold. <laughs> so I'm going to take five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take five minutes today instead of three minutes. What kind We're of socks are you
1: putting on It's going to take you five minutes to, to put on? They're upstairs. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, but five minutes, it makes us start exactly at four. So that way you're not late. So, all right, everyone. We'll see you guys in five minutes.
1: All right, respect. All right. I'm always about, bro. What are you talking about?
2: I'm not going
1: to ask. Ask what? <laughs> what, what? What's up? Did you put your socks on? The five five minutes it took you to put your socks on. Yeah,
2: I did. You know, uh, I realized, you know, my socks, they both have an L on
1: it. Yeah, for loser. Hey, you know, I'm that friend that's going to make you come to my level, FYI, okay? You remember what Michelle Obama said? When they go low, we go high? No, not this brother
2: what are you doing right now but listen listen they both have l on them not 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 l like not L from the wall oh left foot yeah but i made so you sure you got wrong you got the two, two wrong socks on them no but i did it on purpose so the other ones both have r in them i don't get it i just don't waste time i just put both socks on and whatever it says, it says. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. If one says and one says our oh, first. I'm gonna look, and then secondly, people like you would keep reminding me. Why you have Alan in there? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs>
1: Listen, I'm too sure. particular about my socks. You know, there's ah. no way. Has to be the exact same sock. Has to be perfect match and everything. But I don't do that other stuff.
2: Yo, so you're really? Uh, are you snacking right now? Yeah, it's good to snack. Are you, like, on a schedule with your snack? Like, you have to snack at 4 o'clock?
1: No, I just, I ate at, like, 1, and I'm a little
2: hungry, so. So you just couldn't, the five minutes weren't enough to snack in between the halftime? No, I had to go put some socks on. What socks did you put on? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I know them toes got (laughs) no socks on. (laughs) Look. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah, I was pulling my hat trick again. Um, so, yeah, seems like most people have come back on. So, where are we going to start off with this one? We're going to start for questions, or you want to finish something off? Uh,
2: let me see. I have, you know, uh, let me just see if I have uh, some good questions. Uh, no disrespect to anyone who sent a question, but. Anybody?
1: Oh, listen, I got a good question. What, what 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 Afrobeat songs are you listening to right now?
2: You know I'm the king of Afrobeats. Um Yeah, I've got to put an album together, bro. But uh, Fireboy is on fire right now. Um I just I'm always been a Burner fan, so big time. You know, always Burner, of course. Majority of people now know about Burner. We've been I've been telling people about Burner for a long time. Yeah. The only uh, man from South
1: London I I, I I I rate. The only man from South London I rate. That's it. That's it. I mean, you cool, but <laughs> I rate him. Well, you got
2: a lot of friends from South London. though. I'm really listening into. I that. just
1: watched last. I just watched last dance. Yesterday. So you don't rate. Them, I, I'm not. I'm not here for friends. Me and MJ, we're not here for friends, bro. That's it.
2: So what's that got to do? So you just eliminated South London just because of South London. But all, most of your friends are from South London.
1: No, most of my friends. I, a lot, I know a lot of people from South London.
2: No, all, most of the people that I see you interacting with closely are from South London.
1: Is it? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to keep your, some people close to you.
2: Mm. Yo, yo, so, let's, so look, this is think in in Uh Where do you see Bao going long term? And do you think it's uh, long overdue? This is a good question to get into about. So for those that don't know uh, Basketball Africa League, so basically Basketball Africa League is um, a league in Africa that is uh, uh, pushed by the NBA or backed (laughs) by the NBA. Um, And it's uh, 12, correct me if I'm wrong, it's 12 teams uh, so far. What's what's so funny? I'm laughing at Mike.
1: Mike, South London is like um it's like uh, South Philly. No, no, it's like it's like New Orleans. No, I'm not going to put throw anybody's city under the bus. South London is just different, bro. It's just what, different.
2: You know different. what? What you, what you mean with like New Orleans? I mean, uh No, no, I
1: said, I took that back. I, I, really I took that back. It, nah,
2: nah, 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 no, 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 no. No, I said I back take back it back.
1: Now. I took it back. Don't it was actually no, out. I didn't even mean it like
2: that, <laughs> don't bro. Try to back out now. Nah, <laughs> huh? You know what? You know what South London is. South London, South London is Brooklyn, bruv. That's that's what South London, is. Brixton. Bri- listen, Brixton is Brooklyn. That's what. And it is. And where is Tottenham?
1: Tottenham is the Bronx. Then is that what you're saying?
2: That's fine. I'm okay it with it. And Mike, it used to be hood.
1: It used to be. now let me tell you how hood Brixton was. I remember my brother and sister can attest to this. We go to South London because we had some family there for Christmas, and we had all of our all of our gifts in. Um, in the in the trunk. And I remember my brother runs outside and he um he just starts whistling. And I like, why is this dude whistling at ten o'clock at night? He's whistling to get our attention. We come outside, these these South London men broke into my, in our car during Christmas and stole all the gifts. That's their issue See? Stole all of our gifts. I remember like it was yesterday, we had a red Vauxhall Cavalier that it fit seven of us in there it was not street legal at all but we but was in that car huh? did did they did they hurt anyone well they, they would have gotten hurt if we had been outside no no definitely that's but what would they, have happened
2: no no they're too smart but did they hurt anyone? that's not smart huh yeah because they they wouldn't do it while you're there but yeah they, that's, they that's hurt, fake but they didn't hurt anyone hmm Blah! i'm yo i'm happy for them man i hope they had a good christmas man you know yeah, yeah. I, yeah yo,
1: all the gifts I got. I the hope,
2: I hope the, whoever they stole it for, man. Did you have some like some stuff for the kids and stuff like that?
1: Everything. I don't oh, know why man. all our gifts were in there, but our man. gifts was in the bag and they stole it. Yo, know, I probably know them kids in
2: Brixton who got the gifts. So <laughs> they <laughs> move. Know. They move
1: different. They move different. But I was, we were looking for them though. I was looking for them, bro. My Christmas gifts, and I know I didn't. I had a, I had a toy and I had a transformer in there. I know my mom and dad and Father Christmas got me a toy. Got me a transformer in there for sure. For sure,
2: yeah. So let's let's let's. Uh, I really yeah. wanna let's talk about bow. Um, I just want I just want people to know that, you know, it's really important that there's a league in Africa for many reasons. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, let's not just look at it as basketball, but again, it's a way of opening doors to a lot of other things. You know, I I could name a number of things, whether it's entertainment, whether it's you know, uh, building facilities that not only the teams are going to benefit from, but others uh, having youth programs that come up within that uh, program, Uh, you know, uh, athletes in Africa getting an opportunity that cannot go abroad uh, to represent, you know, uh, for African teams or say, even African players who want to return back home. Uh, To have a team in their hometown or even not too far from, you know, where they grew up it's it's really important. So there's so many benefits within having a league in Africa and also talk about creating jobs. Yeah, Uh, It's another opportunity and also broadcasting and everything. I think, you know, uh, things like passing out information uh, with this kind of pandemic, if anything happens in the future, if we're a stronger league, we are capable of giving out more information and passing more information. So there's a lot of benefits uh, from it, you know? And also I think there will be business opportunities because the way the league will be set up is, you know, being in one city from Thursday to Sunday, which goes back to the person who was asking the question earlier, what are some of the best places to move to? And I think this provides an opportunity for people to travel when there's games so you're not the only one in that city uh, there's people that you're familiar with there's people that could just like an all-star break and you could you mm-hmm. know take opportunities and other things but you could be there from thursday to sunday that's how the league is structured it's a different city every week from thursday to sunday where there will be summits held there will be conversations held with uh within the diaspora there there will be business opportunity uh business leader will be brought in to sit down and speak and hold uh meetings and everything so it's, it's bigger than just the league uh it's it's a different type of league it's not just games uh it's it's basically a league that Africa needs right now that opens doors to a lot of other things uh did I leave anything out pops
1: no I spoken like a true ambassador to the league for sure
2: Big, bigger. That's uh, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you about being old and mature, man. This this is the way, you know. Uh, is no, I've been Wars, like that though. You're is, just, is you're this just getting Wars, that way. Is this Star Wars or what show did you say this is the way?
1: This is the way. This is the way. No, it's Game of Thrones.
2: But listen, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way, pops. There's no more argument. This is the way, you know. So. Fulton,
1: what up? Um. Yeah. No. You may definitely make some good points. If somebody asks. Um, what cities or what countries are the sites. And uh, uh, Rwanda is going to have the the final four in the playoffs in Kigali. Uh, there's, there's Dakar in Senegal, there's Egypt, Tunisia, um, Angola, Nigeria, Morocco, and am I missing anywhere else? And Kigali was the last one, like I said. Like you said. Uh, so, you know, I think like you said, if you want to visit some countries, I think a great time to go visit particular countries is during this, um, the bow season, you can go there, they're going to be, you know, there's going to be tourism there. that is going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great experience. You're not, gonna, not only going to be able to catch some basketball, but you're going to get a chance to experience these different cities when um, other times you may not. And there's going to be events and festivities and everything that you're going to be able to, to experience while there. So I definitely feel like it's a good opportunity. And in regards to where the league will be, I think, the sky's the limit. It's definitely a long overdue. It's definitely um, something that, you know, had you asked us 10 years ago if there was a league in Africa, what we would have said, we probably would have laughed because, you know, we just didn't think it was going to happen or be possible. Now, you know, hats off to, you know, guys like Amadou who put this in place. And, you know, like I said, as soon as I heard that the announcement of the league, the first thing I wanted to do was, was own the team. Because it's a dream. It's a dream of mine. Like uh, I feel like this. This ambition. This ambition. This generation is ambitious, and that's the first thing that sprung to mind was ownership, ownership, and providing uh, a team in Ghana and providing the resources for everybody, you know, so look, to, to build up. to.
2: So look. So th- here is an opportunity. This is how you start a business or something. So the bell requires an arena to be, I think, ten thousand or fifteen thousand or more. So that puts pressure on the country and the government and the owners or sponsors to come up with an arena which benefits everyone, right? So here's an yes. opportunity for all the investors out there that are interested, whether you are in Ghana or outside in Ghana, outside of Ghana. If you're interested in being involved with Bao and building a team with Pops, reach out to Pops and put your investment together and build an arena. You have a team coming, all right. coming from DMYC. I'm sure Amadou would appreciate that. And that's how you start. So there's an opportunity to invest into something. So I think, you know, and I'm just saying an arena, but that could be anything. I'm just giving an example, but it's a way it should be done. It could be, you know, um, a restaurant, a hotel, whatever. Uh, But that's really, honestly, I think it's the way forward for the diaspora. I think there's got to be more encouragement of coming together in order to to build back home. I think. Mm -hmm. The opportunities are there, it's just leadership, it's lacking leadership. So, you know, we're building and investing a lot over here uh because we feel that it's safe. Um and it's um less less pressure, I would say, you know. Uh so I think you know, going forward, I think there's a lot of people making money in Africa, and the reason they're doing it is because they're taking the risk. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yes, like any like is,
1: any investment, it's a risk. Yeah, you gotta definitely. be willing to take a risk. And, um, you know, I think um, speaking of Amadou, you know, uh, I guess I'm going live with him tomorrow uh, to talk about all things uh, Bao. So any of your questions, you can join the live tomorrow because we're going to be talking with the president of the Basketball Africa League and you know, I think um it's definitely. What time?
2: What time is your live?
1: Um, Benny. Oh
2: wow. Okay, listen.
1: No, no, she sent me uh, the time, but I think it's it says seven p.m. But I think it's seven p.m.
2: When uh, I got off, when I got off to go get my socks, um, I just looked at my phone quickly and I saw that you were on a live. Were you on at this that time?
1: No, I wasn't on live. You so it was,
2: oh, it was an earlier thing, or were you, were you really on? I was I think, on before you
1: came. I didn't know what nah, was going No, nah, no, in a
2: halftime, that five minutes. You did no, a quick no. five-minute live. And no, you know. I did
1: a, I did a live before you came and when you were late. So I figured I had to give the people what they want. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just sign in. Let so me just you, sign in. So
2: you did a live, like, real I quick. I
1: just started it. I thought you was going to join me. That's all I did.
2: No, nah, no, nah, let me... You see what I, we do in the I took you. initiative. No, I nah, took nah, initiative. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I'm just asking a question. There's no more... Animosity or any, you know, man is growing. So now, but tomorrow, please tune in with pops and I'mma do and. 2 p.m.
1: 2 p.m. 2 p.m. U.S. uh, I mean Eastern time, 7 p.m. UK time.
2: Okay. Thank you, Benny. Benny. Benny is always on point. Benny stays. She's the one that
1: organized it. She better know.
2: Damn, CT, see, see, this is what I mean, man. Yo, you might have to not watch The Last Dance. Hey, Cole. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I, yo, the, the way If it works for
1: Michael, it's good. Gonna... <laughs> Me and Mike both this, got cut from listen, my- so- way
2: this is, uh,
1: We way both this is... got cut. We both got cut from my, from my varsity teams our sophomore year. So when, when that happened, I knew I was destined. I didn't know I was destined. I don't know what I was destined for, but I was destined.
2: So now you're picking up on Michael's attitude because you're watching The Last Dance.
1: No, I've been I've been watching Come Fly with Me since since it came out, man. This, Yo, Come Fly up. with Me. Oh my what? god! I used to watch it before every high school game, man.
2: Wow! Right man. before I
1: put it on that JV uniform, I'd watch Come Fly with Me.
2: Yo, I, I swear it brings back memories. Shout out to Flo. Flo was the first guy to give me a VCR tape of Grand Hill that I just watched everywhere I went.
1: Really? That,
2: yeah, that was how I got into basketball. Flo was like right? forty
1: five though, right?
2: Flo was already freaking benching <laughs> at the age of 15. <laughs> yo, I remember, yo, true story. I remember when Flo took me to the gym to work out.
1: Oh, no, I I'm never, never lifted, doing that. I'm never doing that again. Yeah, I'm never, never working out with weight, Flo again. I
2: never lifted weights in my life. It was me and Eric and Flo was teaching us how to lift. I'll never forget, bro. <laughs> yo,
1: yeah. man is unnecessarily <laughs> strong, you know, and I thought I was strong, and then we, we go to work out. And and he's over here doing exercise. I was like, I don't think we're supposed to be able to do that. So you know, is you know, that someone, Beeman?
2: What up, Beeman? Yeah, you, know, you know, someone, someone said Flo look like Brian McKnight. What <laughs> 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 bad, Flo.
1: Brian <laughs> you know, last night? More I like Brian you. last night? What you talking about, Brian? <laughs> what
2: part of Brian McKnight does he look like? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah no, uh, no, no, but
2: uh, yeah, so tomorrow to easton, um someone said that. <laughs> T.O. <laughs> but anyway, to yo, tomorrow, uh two p m pops, and uh Amadou, yeah, I like this one because um amadou has amadou has so many things to share in terms of and please when you when you do it with him, Pops, just you know i'm you know how Amadou is Amadou doesn't like to talk about the right. process as much, he might talk about bow, but I want him to tell just, you know, how he's he, the 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 godfather of this but for just sure. how he's been pulling everyone towards the continent way before people were oh, even interested, in, you know. Oh yeah,
1: has, I'm going to put him on. I'm going to put him, I'm yeah. going to make sure to cuz he's a very selfless person, and doesn't like to speak about himself. Um not a lot of people know mm-hmm. that he's a he's the type of guy who's been behind the scenes for for years facilitating everything NBA Africa everything Africa pertaining to basketball. He's Mm. pretty much been, like you said, the godfather of it. And, you know, I think it's, you know, time that he got his just due and, you know, obviously with him now being the president of the basketball Africa league and him being one of the main people to spearhead it, or if not the main person, you know, you definitely have to, people have to come to terms and understand who this person is and what he's doing, been doing all these years.
2: No, definitely, definitely. And he's from from Ghana.
1: He's from Ghana, Ghana, whatever. I'll just say from Ghana, right? No, so I keep forgetting. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, you know, listen, I, listen,
2: yeah, listen, thought, listen, Yeah, I thought listen. it was me. I ran a lot today. You know, I'm dehydrated. But what's, <laughs> what's happening? <sighs>
1: um, what's what's Amadou's Benny does. Amadou have have a uh, what's the name? Have Instagram. Senegalese,
2: bro. He's
1: not half anything. He's Senegalese. Not half. Uh, no, I know he's Senegalese, but Senegalese and Ghanaians are pretty much one and the same. They say. Seriously, I'm not even being funny at this point. Like, do you give just me, talk
2: I mean, give me, give me elaborate. A
1: reason. Elaborate. So they're very, um, they're very embracing and welcoming people. Like, if you go to a restaurant, like. They don't, there's no, It's no confrontation. There's no, it's just love. That's all you receive when you come to those countries. Then and the food Ga- is-
2: You're not mm. Ghanaian if you keep describing it this way. What you mean? You're for sure not welcome. Right,
1: I, I'm Ghanaian, but at the same time, I grew up in North London, so I came up rough. So basically- But
2: So basically you're saying North London are not like Ghanaians.
1: No, because North London is different. North London is not Ghanaian. So, I just grew up in
2: Ghana. So, Ghanaian are the nice people, but North London are not.
1: Yes, it's different. So, it's fair to say North
2: London are not nice people.
1: No, I never said that. I just said we that, came so across. I said. just told you they, they stole our gifts from my, my parents' car when with, with, at Christmas. And you're trying to say people in North London are not good.
2: Yeah, but you got to understand why they stole it. They didn't just steal it because they wanted to steal it. They actually stole it to give it to the kids. Oh, okay. It's like Robin Hood type of, that's where people from Brixton, we're Robin Hood.
1: I'm I'm going to tell you, You remember the story we, um, remember the story I told you about what happened to me, um, yeah, look, 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 he says were always ready to fight and he's from, and he's in South London, so is it, is it, is it Ghanaians or is it South London, is it North London, like what is it, Stormzy's always, always ready to kick off, bro, always ready to kick off. And 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 mind you, on that point, why is Stonesy? Why did he not play for GB? He's like six
2: five. What's Stonesy? Huh? He was he was busy. He was busy rapping, bro. He was he was. He, you, yeah, know, he you know you know Stonesy's from uh, four and Heath. Four and Heath is like. Totten right Heath. He's he from Totten Heath. Four and Heath, fam. Um, Totten four, and
1: four, Heath. <laughs> <Four> and Heath.
2: It was NBA. Yeah, you know Matthew's gonna jump <laughs> with <laughs> it like <"Port laughs> and bro. Totten four Heath, bro. Fortin Heath.
1: Wow. Oh, man, i wish my brother was on there he could
2: tell hey, pups, it stop going off track man
1: my, okay
2: yeah so so uh the the ghana and uh senegal thing i understand now nah, that's that's really true I, mm-hmm. I know what you were trying to say and i think it's a lot to do with the culture the culture is very common very welcoming that's that i agree 100 percent. Right. and that's why i love those two places and going there but again 2 2 p.m eastern tomorrow Please tune in because Amadou is, uh, you know, it's a guy that we look up to and mm-hmm. I know, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of good information on that, especially people that are asking a lot of questions about Bao. Uh, that will be good. Um, Pops, you want to, anything you want to say or you want to take questions? <laughs> do, you have, do you have any questions?
1: Uh, someone asked, "What well, do we think Bao will start this year? Like, again, it's, um, it's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than uh you and I it's, we, we really have to think about the health especially on the continent so um you know i think they're just going to continue to follow um the guidelines and be very um cautious about the next steps so it's um i know the final Four was supposed to be in may so you know uh, this is a great question for for amadou tomorrow i'm not going to try to answer the question for him whether it's going to start this year or not but you know that's that's our prayer that's our hopes and we will we will definitely um, be answering some of those questions tomorrow too.
2: All right, this is a good question, Pops. Uh, the only I bought right. it up, is, yeah. I uh, got a good, one. I
1: got a good one for this. Do you want
2: to go?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I can go. I remember um, earlier this year during the UN um, uh, during the UN uh, summit in New York, uh, the NBA got to uh, brought together some heads of state. Um, from particular countries, some former NBA players, all of mostly of African descent, and pretty much spoke about the future of basketball in Africa, and how the NBA is intending on investing more so in Africa, and how the governments can help and vice versa. So, you know, there was some, you know, there was some very powerful and, and influential people there. And it was just amazing to see the collective approach, we got to see, Governments there. We got to see the NBA. We got to see people from FIBA there together former NBA players who were speaking on behalf of their countries. Obviously, I was speaking on behalf of Ghana and just talking about some of the hurdles and the obstacles that we run into to try and get to the level of Rwanda. Like a Rwanda, they built an arena, a 10,000 seat arena in six months, six or seven months. And
2: 15,000.
1: Fifteen, sorry, fifteen thousand seat yeah. arena in in almost six to six to eight months, and we was using hopefully using that as a catalyst to other governments and other countries to to do that so that and when the NBA said, if you build it, we will come. So they they built the arena. Now the final four of the 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 bow is going to be in Kigali, Rwanda. So that's that's one of the things that I, I want to one of the. Uh, Things I hope to carry over when a, to speak to the government and tell them, hey, this isn't just this is just bigger than basketball. We really want to help develop the country, help the economy. And I think this is one way to do it. And when you bring a, a tournament or a, um, entity like Bao to, to Ghana, it's, it's only going to help. And so that's what we are continuing trying to help. So the governments are helping, but it can be difficult at times because some governments may not have the structure or the ability to invest in something like that. And that's why they asked for the NBA's help also. So, you know, it's a process, but they're definitely a step in the right direction.
2: No, you said it all. I think I agree with you. Uh, I think that uh, my I said point... it
1: all, but he's going to say it anyway. Um,
2: yeah, no, that but... I, agree, I agree with everything you're saying. You didn't say it all, but I, I agree with everything okay. you're saying. Um, it is really important and it's and it should be a must that governments do get involved uh because i think in order for this to move forward uh the governments have to play a role in it and i think that president Kigami has shown you know for rwanda is basically taking the lead but he was even showing up uh for the games uh to to just let the rest of the you know, African leaders know how important sport is for the youth and how many opportunities there is for it. I think he understands what the league is trying to do. And I think it's really important also for, you know, the youth in the diaspora to keep pushing their government in order to, you know, put interest into this league. Uh, This is something that uh, because of, you know, how unique Africa is in terms of the average age and the talent and everything, this is something that will help a lot. And, you know, also having a women's league would also, you know, uh, help. And easily, once you have one arena, it's very easy to uh, use for other sports and other things. And, you know, so that's, so it's, yeah, definitely a good question. That's very, very important. Uh, You don't have any questions today? You you just don't want to, I don't have any more questions. I'm just going (laughs) to say. (laughs) Wow.
1: Somebody said, which African countries do you think, and I don't think it's for us to say, do you think we need to get their ish together in order for the sport to grow? That's the question I got. (laughs) (laughs) Spicy, 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 spicy.
2: Which countries need to get their what together? Their
1: their Their ish. ish together
2: uh are shit together yes uh yes there's a lot of countries uh but i'll start with saying my country because i'm south sudanese so i would start with saying that i think that i think
1: it's on the onus is on the president of the federation no? i'm sorry i said the onus should be on the president of the federation
2: i am the president of the federation oh my bad what you want me to do build an arena you build, you build an arena, and uh, what about feeding the people? What about there's so many things that you have to do, but these are things that have to be done collectively as a team. It can't be just individually. You know, you got, you have to do your part. But the reason why, the reason why I'm taking the federation job is for things like this, where you push, uh, the government, where you push people, and you know, into doing things. You can't just individually come in and do something that's not going to last. Uh, mm-hmm. There has to be a program behind it. And yeah. it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. I always tell people, if you come into Africa and just build a basketball court and leave, you haven't done anything. Because uh, right. you know, you're, you're just going to come back and refurbish it. It's what programs are you implementing and what is consistently uh, being put into those you know, programs and whatever you build. Consistently every year that 's helping the growth of that project, so governments do have to get involved, but there 's so many African countries that you could look at across Africa right now, even countries like Ghana, when you say that you know there 's no indoor facility to me, mm-hmm. you know uh, and I got to give a little bit of lean back a little bit to South Sudan because we are only uh, nine years old we 've only had our independence for nine years, but there 's some African countries that I look at that you've had independence for so long, and we're still here in 2020 talking about certain facilities and certain programs. That should not be where we're at. Right. Uh, so definitely, you know, if, uh, and just know if I'm not here tomorrow, it's because of Pops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just read the question that somebody asked me. Hey, can you do me a favor? Could you block 35 fits? Uh, what he's saying is not productive whatsoever. He said, um, I yeah, yeah, I got give you, up. I got you. I got you. I'm joking. That's Trevor.) <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, "I should give up my hairline." Um, that's, that's, not, that's not nice at all. Yes, my hairline is going, but we're in quarantine, and it's a sacrifice. I think this, this quarantine is forcing us to reset and have a um, look at it with inside and understand what's going on. Yes, my hairline is not where it used to be, but I I cut my own hair and I'm supposed to be bald. But as of right now, I'm just going to let it grow. I'm going to let it grow. What?
2: I told you, since I became, you know, older, no more back and forth, but you're an interesting person, you know, that that you just gave a very important message about quarantine and Mm -hmm. what should be done and people looking within, all because someone said something about the hairline. It's true, though.
1: That's what I'm (laughs) doing, because normally...
2: No, but listen, listen,
1: listen, speak this. Normally, you get cultural reset. Normally, like, we're, we're so vain and, and materialistic that we can't go out the house or move around things, go, go about things a certain way. Now, we're in quarantine, and we're stuck at home, and the, the, the things we used to take for granted are things that, are, that we have to appreciate more now, Like like getting a haircut or doing something. So I decided I'm not going to cut my hair. I know I'm going to end up looking like Bozo the Clown, but who cares, you know? Don't make me go back to my North London roots, anybody that comes to me, OK?
2: No, that's no, it. No, that's, no, no, that's totally fine. Like I told you, the new me doesn't allow me to do the whole back and forth thing. So i No, happy. it's not back and forth. No, no, no just, I'm happy for you. He courage. came for me. He came no, no, for me and my hairline. No, and I'm actually no,
1: sensitive about that. I'm actually very sensitive about my hairline. No,
2: no, I'm not going to go there. But your courage and your fight is strong, brother. <laughs> 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 it's yeah. that
1: courage, yeah. Oh man, that is different, bro. But uh, now, look, pops, you don't you don't
2: have any questions.
1: Uh oh, our John said. Who, no, we answered that question already. Um, Where, who? Cookie. Cookie. Cookie, Cookie. said. Uh, nah, yeah cookies
2: in there asking questions. What, what did he say? He said
1: something about who who has the best drip. You know, you have these kids talk. Uh, cookie,
2: yeah. uh, this is how you showed up here.
1: Yeah, you said it. Who
2: who nah, got the best you? Nah, come on, man, we're not going. Come on, man. Um,
1: all right, what's a good question? I got more. I mean, if huh? I've got a couple more.
2: All right, just uh, fire, fire up.
1: Okay, where can players in Ghana find out better camp? Um, if you go to Benny, can you put the uh oh. what? No, because she's typing. I don't want to type while we're we're on the thing. Benny, can you put the the seed Ghana um what's it called? The seed Ghana screen name up, please, so that people can follow. Damn, what did I just do? You know, I put it up myself because I don't know how to get rid of the screen. But yeah, we you can get all the information, and Lou, you should do it. Hey, y'all going to stop talking about my hairline, OK? Before I come to every single one of your DMs, and it will be a misunderstanding.
2: Oh, you're still going on a pop, Pops? No, no this, they're still nah, coming for me. Nah, don't worry about it, man. I told you the new me, man. Yo, I told you, man, you're very powerful. Yo. You're a strong man. Huh? Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, I think that's it, pops. Unless you know, yeah, I think we're good. Questions you want to bring up? I think. Um,
1: I know we gotta ask
2: Benson, but uh what is our next episode? This is our seventh, by the way, right?
1: This is eight. It's seven part two, though. Episode seven part two. So
2: yeah, so eight, we gotta get. Uh, what's what's next? Is it the question part? The, where ran, the random
1: stories and questions one.
2: Yeah, so just for everyone, next next episode. Honestly, I know it's been seven for whoever's been following. What we're going to do is we're just going to sit and just answer questions and come up with questions that you guys ask. Uh, Anything?
1: Yeah, no, there was one question, Kami682, I think, actually said, how do you stay? I know you just said you pulled your hands to your your calf. Um, She said, how do you stay in shape at this time? Yeah, no, so,
2: no. uh, Honestly, I've been working out. I've been really staying focused on it. I told you I just... I like setting goals, so when the lockdown happened, obviously I couldn't play uh, in my little football league. Uh, So just been working out in the front, uh, getting my workouts from my trainer and just sticking with it. But I just, I always set a goal, so I don't know when this will end, but I have a certain goal that I want to make by May 15th. So when that time comes, if I'm not at my goal, hopefully I'll be close. So that's right, right. right. I know, pops, you have this workouts you've been doing from day one. Uh, the military workout. You want to tell us a little bit? No,
1: it's not military workout. It's some body weight. I, uh, don't tell no one, but I stole a couple of 25-pound dumbbells from the arena. <laughs> no, <laughs> Nobody's going to use them. South Nobody's going
2: to use them. What you South want me to London, do? South London. Yeah, they stole them from your car. No,
1: nah, nah, I stole them. I'm going to take them back because nobody has access to them. Nobody can use them. So um, for me, what's the call? You know, what's, you know, I do have a confession, though. I definitely have to say something. You remember you challenged me to do, um, you know, right when the quarantine and the lockdown started, everybody was doing these challenges and this, that, and the third. And you challenged me to do the the, no, the ju- um, juggling of the, the, oh, the no. toilet paper, yeah, the football. Yeah, yeah. Fam, I tried for a solid hour. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't. <laughs> I got to, like, seven and it wasn't recorded. I was this, bro. Man, I, 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 I lied to you, not man. He challenged me to do this damn juggling the uh, challenge with the with the toilet paper, and I was like, "Man, this is easy, man." I could not do it at all. But you yeah. still didn't do you still didn't do my push-up challenge either. So,
2: it, yeah, it's funny. It's funny you said that because Dennis, my boy Dennis, posted uh, himself playing football yesterday in his story. Uh-huh. Uh, I messaged him back. I said, "Listen, from now on, tell everyone you're a Tottenham fan." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, listen, oh. that was bad, bro. It was like, I was like, yo, you can't say you're an Arsenal fan showing this. He's like, nah, man, I haven't played in a minute. Now I can see, Dennis.
1: Bad, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. Um, Yeah, so I think next episode is going to be pretty cool, man. It's going to be uh, random, crazy stories and questions. So, you know, we always know you guys have questions that may not pertain to to the to cert- the topic that we're talking about that day, so we usually skip skip over them. Um, but this, this one on Wednesday is going to be whatever if you have, whatever questions you have, whatever random stories we have, we're just going to start answering them and start telling stories. And so, you know, and you know, we have a lot too, so it should be pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, my friend, uh, uh, she's always in here, do it girl. She told me always, mm. uh, let people know my t-shirt. So just to let you guys know, this is, uh, Thomas Sankara uh Mm -hmm. thomas sankara is one of my favorite african leader uh leaders so i always not always but i have a lot of thomas sankara stuff because i love thomas sankara i read a lot about thomas sankara so today this is what i had on all Mm -hmm. right so
1: can i can i mine says legends are born in africa this is this is (laughs) and then the back you see the back. It's That's dope. That's <laughs> nah, a dope T-shirt. It's from uh, Ruva Africa. Ruva Africa is the clothing line in Ghana too. Yeah. So they, what um... size?
2: What size is that? It's extra large. Extra large. So large. okay.
1: So so you're, so you're being positive. <laughs> you're going with positivity now. Now you're no. being passive. You're trying to be passive. <laughs> no no I'm no,
2: passive. no no. Very positive, man. It's it's, it's a nice T-shirt. It's a very nice. T-shirt. Oh yeah. You
1: know what? My little brother just so. People, you see this right here. You see what that, this bracelet I have and this necklace. So when we was when we started the camp, we were trying to figure out a logo. And you know, I'm I'm not the creative one in my family, so I, I let the creative one, Benson, creative Bonsu, uh, he came back with this with this logo. Now the logo, as you can see, is a basketball, but inside of it, there's a little symbol. It's a heart symbol, and it's um, it's Sankofa. It's an Ankara symbol, which stands for Sankofa. Um, and Sikofa means to, to, to give back, to go back and get. And with it being the year of return and the first time I had gone back to do my camp in Ghana, I thought it was fitted. he thought it was fitting to make this a logo and it's, it's dope. And now we've got, you know, obviously I made a pendant and we've got jewelry, t-shirts, all that kind of stuff for it. So this is, whenever you see this, know that this is the logo for the camp. So it's gonna be dope. the, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: All right, well, we'll see uh, when is our next episode on Wednesday. Wednesday,
1: Wednesday. All
2: right, perfect. All Mm -hmm. right, good luck tomorrow, Pops. I'll be watching you and Amadou. Please, everyone, don't forget, 2 p.m. And that's it for today.
1: Respect. Appreciate everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Take
2: care. See you all soon.
0: You are listening to the Hoops Fix podcast, the official voice of the U.K.'s largest basketball website. Visit hoopsfix.com for exclusive news, videos, and more.